Welcome everybody back to the show. I promise that this podcast is gonna grow. But for that to happen, we need you to subscribe. Come on, y'all. Please don't force you bribe. Alright, jokes aside, uh, I am no rapper, no seven deuce deuce or Eminem or anything. So I was just having fun there and it was fun doing it. So I, I threw that up there and I, I thought it would get some giggles versus actually thinking it's serious. So welcome to the show, everybody, to the Rocky Mountain Racing Review Podcast. Uh, the, in this episode today, we're going to be talking about planning for the upcoming motocross trips that we're going to be taking, right? Because it's January, almost towards the end of January. We're all got a bunch of cabin fever. We need to get out and ride, even though we've been riding all winter. But we need good riding, like good quality riding. So springtime's just around the corner. I know a lot of people in January and February go to either the southern states or to Cali or to Florida or some big trip. So I know I got one planned, and I'm going to be going down south, so that's why I'm going to be doing this podcast. So I'm going to do switching stuff up. We're going to have a special um, guest co-host, and we're just going to throw in some banter back and forth for everybody so you don't have to listen just to my voice, and we can switch things up a little bit, right? So that's going to be super beneficial for the podcast. Uh, We got the normal track updates uh, or improvement secret tips, Um, the Moto Mom, Moto Dad, our normal episode structure still, but we're just talking about planning for the motocross trip. And then the episode number six, um, the next episode is going to be critical to have all the industry members start listening if you want um, to have stuff here locally in, in the place. So... Stay tuned, strap up, hold down, strap up, hold on tight, and get ready to throw it down because we're here. We're ready for another Rocky Mountain Racing Review podcast episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you for everybody sharing and helping the podcast grow and all the the wonderful feedback that you all have given. So this episode is brought to you by Fixed Tea Products again. Uh, these guys have some good, unique specialty tools for us dirt bike guys and us mechanic uh, fellows. Uh, they gave me a set of hammer T um, sets that were pretty awesome. One little plastic set hammer head on one side and one brass on the other. And you can use the ends of your uh, hammer uh, T hammers, your socket T hammers uh, or T sets, um, and use those as hammers. Uh, they're pretty nifty. Uh, we already use those pretty much as hammers already, so it's nice to have uh, some specialty development Uh, products like that they also have some torque wrenches that do the same thing Uh, you just put the socket head on and they're calibrated and everything for the your sockets and uh, you just go around torquing um, all the you got to remember the the torque specs on your bike but you can torque your whole bike with uh, just that one tool and go around your whole plastic set and everything makes your whole bikes all torqued down so those guys are really cool go check them out it is fixtproducts.com or their instagram at fixtproducts uh good stuff go check them out purchase a set of those uh t handles uh either the hammer or the torque ones uh, i'm saving up for the torque ones so uh go to reach out to them tell them that you heard about us on the rocky mountain racing review podcast and hopefully maybe they'll officially sponsor us instead of uh doing just an episode uh, uh, sponsorship so uh hopefully we hear from those guys again um if not uh i'm still going to use their product and still good stuff so thank you guys for supporting us and supporting the community and they are local here in bertha colorado so thank you fix t products if you guys are listening and thank you for supporting the sport with the arena cross sponsorship um there at the Budweiser Event Center to the Kicker Arena Cross. We appreciate it for uh, making that event available for us uh, to ride at. So thank you very much for your sponsorship and being there as a vendor. GoX Services, your go-to choice for grading and excavation needs. Serving Larimer and Weld County, we specialize in renovating and installing driveways, site preparation, rough grades, final grades, drainage and erosion control fulfilling your dirt work needs call us today at 
481-6225. That's GoX Services at 970-481-6225. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Rocky Mountain Racing Review Podcast. So, I know I said earlier um, I was going to have a co-host and we are going to have some banter back and forth, but I can't. I, I clearly don't have good scheduling skills or I, I just can't get somebody um, to come over at a certain time um, that we both have time off and get this stuff uh, recorded. So I, I'm going to do it myself. And this episode, uh, so so the person who suggested having a co-host and everything, thank you for this suggestion. Uh, it's a great idea and I think it's just going to be more towards um, – when we have guest interviews and stuff like that, because uh, I can't make it consistent or uh, get reliable um, timeframes to be able to, to get a podcast for you guys um, out at a certain time, such as on a schedule like a Friday or something. So moving on, this episode is uh, planning a motocross trip, right? So the first thing uh, when coming to planning your trip, because uh, we talked about it, spring's coming up, is planning your dates, right? That's obviously going to be the first thing because people have to work. They have to um, they have to t- put in PTO time, uh, paid time off requests. Um, a lot of us who have some jobs, um, you can't just go on vacation whenever you want or say, I'm taking this day off. Um, we have to ask for permission, um, and it's not such an easy thing for people. So, Planning your dates can be um, an important part of planning your trip when you're going with a group um, to have everybody have the the same dates available, knowing when you're leaving, knowing when you're coming back, and having time to be able to unload, load, and leave at those scheduled times and such. So first is planning your dates for when the tracks are open as well. Um, So when you, you plan those dates, make sure that when you go down there that um, down there, up there, um, side there, wherever you're going on your trip, make sure that you're checking and making sure that the tracks are open and uh, that everybody knows um, the times that we're leaving to schedule the PTO. Um, and you can schedule people's PTO time so that they can maximize their paid time off. Like for me, um, leaving on a Wednesday night would be huge, right? You come, you leave on a Wednesday night, you go down there, um, you arrive on a Thursday morning, kind of, you travel throughout the whole night, you take turns and drive throughout the night, and you get down to your location um, within that morning. So you can either ride Thursday or set up your camping trips Thursday, or your can not your camping trips, but your your camp setup on th- that Thursday. Um, so you can either ride or do both, set up camp and ride, or just set up your camp. So then you have Friday. You have a full day of of riding and relaxation. So you get to relax on Friday. Then you use it the weekend. You don't have pay tide time off on the weekend unless you're a craftsman of of some kind of other sport, or maybe you work weekends. I don't know. You might have. Uh, a different schedule than the typical Monday through Friday, right? But this is for the typical Monday through Friday PTO. So Friday, you have a full day. Saturday, Sunday, you have a full day. Saturday, Sunday, you're not using your PTO time. Um, So then Monday, Tuesday, you come back on the Tuesday night. You use either Tuesday to unload or you can take another time off on Wednesday. I would just come back Tuesday night and use Tuesday to unload and then go to work on Monday. So technically you only use four days of PTO time. You don't even use a full week of paid time off. So you're not using your full 40 hours. You're only using, or yeah, you're only using 32 hours. So being able to plan like that and maximize your paid time off when it's a very critical item um, within someone's arsenal of being able to, to um, have time off uh, is critical. So think of that, you know. So you're going to be, depending on the destination, um, leaving on that Wednesday night and then coming back on that Tuesday. And then you just, like I said, um, gives you a lot of riding time there. So um, you can ride Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday's travel time. 
Alright. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Getting over this cold, so that's another reason why a podcast hasn't come out. So I apologize. Sorry, guys. Sorry. So, next segment is saving money is a lot easier than it sounds, right? So, having a cool setup and like my moto van or a trailer... Um, or a toy hauler or some sort, you know, you can do a lot of things by either paying that off itself or um, renting one or saving some money on hotel costs because hotels can be pretty expensive and then you have all your stuff in a vehicle and you're risking theft and uh, some security issues there or you're hauling your bike within your rooms and everything and you're trying to sneak them through their lobby or getting them in the elevator if you're not on the first floor whatever it may be there's certain situations right so using our vans or a kind of a hidden trailer or even your rvs and such um, you can sleep at walmart parking lots they all allow overnight um camping um my van has a rooftop shower, so you can either shower at the track after riding or, you know, you can use certain situations like that. Or if you have a gym membership that has a nationwide kind of thing, use your gym membership to go shower and and do things there or use your RV, um, whatever kind of goes there. So you can have burgers at the track, you know, you can cook, cook your food there and you can save costs and just by going to Walmart since you're already staying there, right? And buying uh, lunch and dinners and other such as things instead of going out and having to um, not make your meal and pay more expensive uh, prepared meals. So then you have that and then you can split your costs with your friends. So you can all split costs with the meal preps and everything. So a four day trip for your like one person is going to be like a hundred bucks in food so then you split split that you're not gonna need any more than that you're already basically feeding for four with that hundred bucks you can split that between 25 bucks a person and still be able to feed the same amount with the food from walmart and depending on how good of cooks and such and stuff you guys are so then um, gas and track fees are usually the most expensive uh, part of the trip after the split, right? So um, being able to mitigate those costs for your gas prices and uh, splitting that travel costs out between the group and being able to travel together um, will we'll be able to help you out there. So that brings into our next uh, segment. So... What do you all take on the trip and everything, right? So that's what we're going to be talking about next. But right now we're going to take a word from our sponsors and take a little break and then we'll get into that next segment, okay? All right. Hey, are you looking for that factory look and treatment for your bike? How about that name and number on the back of your jersey so the ladies and the potential sponsors know who's riding that bike? Yeah, is that you? Then you need to go check out FAF Graphics because they give you the factory treatment. Located here in Pueblo, Colorado, FAF Graphics will get you your bike looking just right for your next race. You need that moto seat to match the graphics? They do that too. So go email Jeff today at sales at fafgraphics.com. All right, so back to it. Welcome back. So uh, what we're going to take on the trip, right? So starting off is gear. Uh, you want to make sure that you have enough gear to last the trip so you're not having to kind of wearing stinky gear or um, gear that's going to either rip. Uh, you want to make sure that you have backup gear, pants, uh, jerseys, and stuff just in case you have any accidents that's going to rip. Or if you're doing off-road riding or something, uh, you catch a tree, whatever it may be, right? So we have extra gear in case of failures, and then we have enough gear to cover the whole days of the trip. Um, you can go to laundry mats and be able to wash your gear if you're taking a long duration trip, um, or you can wash it at the track yourself, at just old school, kind of uh, washing like you did back in the day in a big old trough and, and scrubbing and then drying them out. 
but uh, ultimately a laundromat would be the easiest way for your long trips. But take enough gear. Um, we usually all have enough gear sets and everything to last pretty much two <laughs> or three weeks. Um, I know pretty much everybody, it's like typical clothes or anything. We all have a bunch of gear. So uh, take extras. Uh, make sure in case of any belt belt uh, or those little clips, you know, um, with your belt, when those ratchet little clips and everything tend to fail quite a bit or even zippers and stuff. So we got extra gear. Um, you want to take two helmets. Um just in case you break a visor or take an extra visor as well. Um, some people have extra visors or some helmet companies bring or uh, give you two visors depending on the class of helmet that you buy um, as a spare. So take that along or just take your two helmets. I usually have a practice helmet and a race helmet and I take two in case I take a serious accident and I bust one up and it doesn't ruin my riding, right? So uh, make sure you take maybe two helmets. Uh, everything else boots wise I don't think you need two boots um, two pairs of boots it's not super critical but um, I me and my buddies usually take two boots because then when you wash one set while it's drying you can wear your other set and still be able to ride so uh, it just depends on how much space you have so your bike your bike obviously you're going to be taking your your bike right so depending on the destination, I would take two bikes because just in case something happens, uh, I'm not going to be ruin, ruining my trip. So if I'm going to California or if I'm going to Florida on a big long trip or something, I am taking two bikes as, with one as a spare. Um, that's the benefits of having a two-stroke and then having a four-stroke. I get a I'll take the two, both of both of them down there. Um, being at sea level and stuff, you get to have a, a little bit more fun with the two-stroke than we normally do in Colorado. So that's why I would take two anyways. And then if one fails or if a clutch or something burns up or um, if I don't have any of the extra spare parts that I brought, uh, I'm not just sitting on my thumbs or begging one of my buddies to, to borrow a bike. Um, I have a spare. So to, you never know if you have enough room for it, um, bringing an extra bike. Um, you, you have four or five guys on a trip, two guys, that's 10 bikes each. Um, so that's a lot of bikes, you know. So um, depending on, that's why I kind of try to keep my trips to three guys or three or four dudes. It's not going to be a big guy, big group or anything, but you still get your buddies and you get to enjoy the time together and you still riding safe, right? Cause you don't want to go in and ride by yourself and get hurt and not have anybody um, out there to, to have your back. So along with an extra bike, I would just take a uh, backup parts or spares um your typical maybe a chain that would cover both bikes that's the, also the benefits if you have a yamaha four stroke and and two stroke sometimes like either the suspension or the wheels or sometimes the sprockets and and brakes and everything are all the same so you can cover both bikes um with the same amount of parts so knowing that kind of stuff is is pretty good Pretty critical to know how you can exchange the parts and what fits universal, universally for all your bikes that you have. <clears throat> so, yep, as we're going along, uh, what else are we bringing? We're going to bring wheel necessities, right? So, granted, how much do you want to take on um, with you? Um, the other part of it, too, is California is always expensive, um, you're going to pay Cal California labor prices. You're going to pay California tax. You're going to pay California prices. Um, it's expensive to live there. Everything is more expensive. Um, that is because of the judicial or the their political society over there that everybody is worth $15 an hour or $25 an hour and up and up and up. So everything over there is going to be more expensive, whether it be gas, whether it be um, parts or whatever. So taking tubes, tires, maybe an extra rim lock um, sometimes, um, maybe a few spokes here and there, something that you can easily swap out. Maybe like some of us have full wheel sets. I have a complete wheel set. It fits the 250F and it fits the two-stroke. Um, I don't 
think it fits the KTM because of the wheel spacing spacers, obviously, but I'm working on getting a wheel set for the KTM. Um, so those are my three bikes, but the two bikes, they, they have interchangeable parts. I can use those wheels. They're just different wheel spacers for the, the Yamaha, but it's the same hub, same uh, brake rotors, and same um, sprockets, so I can do that. Um, and then I can also switch out the tires based off of riding condition. Is it soft terrain or is it hard terrain for mid-pack? Um, I can switch out my tires that way too when I have these extra wheel swaps, right? <clears throat> so obviously, you're gonna, like I said before, is your chain um, because if you break a chain out there, th that would suck. Obviously, you can go and buy one, but um, maybe having an extra one for you not paying California prices, um, having that spare in your van or in your, your travel and an extra master link could save your, ultimately save your trip from a bad time or saving you costs. You purchase it now, you, you're going to use it later in the, in the future anyways once you wear out your parts, so why not just use it as a spare kind of or as a, a, a safety net when you're, you're racing, right? So have your, your wheel accessories. That's one topic, right? So if you bust out a tube or something and you have the tools as well that you can change out a tube and you, you can continue to ride and not ruin your trip. Um, make sure you're prepared for all that too. So because depending on where you decided to go, it might be an off-road trip and you don't have your local motocross shop just down the road. Um, like some of the California, if you're visiting California or Texas as your motocross tracks. Uh, tracks you can run back into town or something and get some parts if you're in, out in the middle of Moab or something with super far away um, it could totally ruin your trip and just be a bummer for you and that's what we're trying to prevent with this podcast episode right so next stuff is continuing on with parts and everything so you're going to take a throttle tube and grips because if you wreck and break a th throttle tube and you need a new throttle tube, you can maybe use the same grip, but most than likely, um, you're not going to be able to reuse the grip that was on the previous th throttle tube. So you're going to make sure you should make sure that you bring an extra throttle tube. Uh, the Emig grips work the best because then you get lock-on grips. You don't need glue or anything out in the middle of nowhere, and you get a new throttle tube every time you you buy a set of those. So not sponsored by them or anything but it is probably a smart idea just to have an extra set of those in in the toolbox as a precaution right so then just in case you wreck and break that throttle tube or if you bent your bars or something um, I don't think you need to bring extra bars but heck you might you might need to depending on what type of rider um, if you wreck a lot or something um, it just would suck to go all that, that long, long, long distance and, and not be able to ride or enjoy all of it. So research your destination. So like places like California, it's cheaper to bring your gas all from where you left and to go out there. But you also have to make sure that you uh, research their emissions laws because you're not supposed to have like open gas containers in the back of the trucks and all kinds of weird venting stuff. So just make sure you don't get a fine or a ticket or anything off of that. Um, California's crazy. They'll, they'll steal your money for anything. But I'd still buy like 15 gallons of gas here of premium or your race gas, practice gas or whatever. I, I mean, I don't practice with race gas. Um, that shit's way too expensive and I don't have any high compression high compression pet pistons or anything in my bike so premium it is for me um works just fine for me i've never had any issues um ever um so i don't care um but i would buy all my premium gas here so i'm not paying five dollars a gallon or six dollars a gallon in california i'd rather haul it and waste um have more weight as i go out there um, and then the, save the money on the trip back, um, as I use that gas and save, then I would be to spend 15 extra bucks on gas or whatever. Uh, cause most of it all goes to their taxes anyway. So it's a pain in the butt, probably not going to get as good as gas either out in Cali. It's going to have all kinds of different additives and emission crap in it probably. But, um, so you got your, like, 
you're on an off-road trip, so you're going to have a backpack with a spare gas bottle on it. That's always critical to have so that if you're ever on the tra- trails and you might lose or uh, run out of gas or something, you have that spare gas bottle um, to get you back. And it's like maybe a half a gallon of, uh, of the bottles. I have. It's made specifically to hold fuel. You want to make sure that you get the correct one. Don't just use a water bottle. I've seen people who try to use one of those just like metal water bottles and yes, you can do that, but you're going to have to change out the gasket to be rated for fuel because those are rated for water and people don't think about that kind of stuff. So then the gas eats away the gasket and then what in your backpack, you got leaking gas and you're like, you don't know why and you blame the water bottle thing um, because gas will eat away that that gasket and it will cause to leak so make sure you have a if you do use one of those metal water bottles and everything make sure you change out the gasket to be rated for fuel if you're trying to cut costs there Um, other than that if you just go to performance they have those spare gas bottles that are like 20 bucks like it's not that expensive to get a really good one and it lasts for life so uh, don't be a cheapo next is zip ties Zip ties can save your butt on a lot of stuff out in the middle of nowhere, whether it be broken plastics, broken parts, broken levers, um, broken pants, broken all kinds of stuff you can fix with zip ties. You can be super creative. They come in handy. Um, You can do all kinds of stuff. Same goes along with JB Weld. Um, Having some plastic or the metal JB Weld that sticks to all kinds of stuff. Um, is really huge. You can fix a case, uh, your bottom of your engine, your case. Um, sometimes with JB Weld and a pop can, um, you can do all kinds of certain things to really save your trip as a quick fix. Um, so thinking, using creativity and thinking out of the box uh, could save you. Not going to save you the, the money to, as the repairs, but it could save your trip and still your enjoyment and your sanity. So stuff like that. Uh, take at least like one uh, oil change, extra air filters and chemicals to change your air filters. Uh, depending on the trip of how long you're going, you're going to have to do your bike maintenance on your bike. So at least changing an air filter and being able to either drop the oil uh, and changing out the oil real quick and oil filter or just, just have an oil change so you're properly, properly maintaining your bike. Uh, it, it's smart, um, and it'll keep your your bike running good, and it might not have a an issue to fail. All right, so next is going to be like action cameras, right? You want to make sure that you can prove and film everything that you did, right? You want people, other people, to see epic moments or certain things that you saw on on your trip. Remember that you can always delete your footage. You don't have to, don't worry about having a huge file that has all kinds of um, big file storage space or anything. You can always go through it and you're not, just don't make other people go through it if it's super boring. Like you can go through it, but it would be really cool and rememberable to catch that moment than it would be to wish you had your camera on at the time so i always recommend run your camera all the whole time you're going to catch moments you're going to catch animals you're going to catch funny situations and you might catch the next viral viral video you you never know what you might catch but i always recommend record everything and you can go through it and delete it later right so make sure you pack extra batteries for those cameras and charging capabilities Um, i have a solar panel um, charger that can charge anything with a USB. Um, you just set it out in the sun and it charges it and you can charge your batteries that way. Make sure that you have enough space on your memory card um, to be tracking all and all your previous footage has been deleted off of it before you go out on your trip and make sure you start from scratch. Um, it'll help going through the, the video process as well. Um, yeah, so make sure you aren't out of state and don't know these. Oh yeah, so make sure you always keep track of your camera though, and make sure that like you aren't letting people use your camera or or something that you don't know, um, and you lose track of it and 
stuff gets stolen. Uh, now we're going to go back a little bit to the spare port parts. Um, jump back just a hair. Uh, some of the other spare parts that I recommend that you guys should have um, that we got recommendations from people was like your, your typical levers in case you dump your bike and break a lever or if you have breakaway levers then you're set there but your typical breakable stuff that you're, you're going to break from riding um, that's going to hinder your riding uh, plastics and stuff sometimes you can get away with uh not riding with or not needing those or a front vendor or something but levers or a clutch lever or something that's going to ruin your trip uh, make sure you bring those and one thing is clutch plates um we we forget about our clutch clutch maintenance and stuff and then all of a sudden we burn up a clutch out in the track and it fades and you just out of nowhere and boom you get no acceleration and you can't go anywhere because your clutch is totally burnt out um, I've had that happen at Aztec. I ran to Apex, bought a new clutch kit, changed it out in the parking lot, went to the track within an hour and still got to have my full riding time. Situations like that being out in the middle of nowhere, you're not going to have those capabilities. So having an extra set of either fiber plates, um, would be kind of huge to make sure, um, you can throw those in and still be able to ride. So, Mr. Outdoor105 says he brings board shorts because um, you never know when you're going to go swimming um, and to have AirPods or your headphones. Um, Outdoor105 says that it's always nice to be able to pull over and put in some tunes and enjoy um, the view on a trip and just relax and, and get the overall sceneries. So... Thank you, Mr. Outdoor, for commenting and uh, providing some of that. Ryan Zawaki 14 says that the best thing to bring along with the trip is his friends and family. Nothing's more fun than experiencing the highs and lows of his career with his family and friends. And, man, that that's true, uh, 100%, right? Um, it's not always about taking the bike or being on the bike. It's creating those memories. Um, I can think of why my California trip was so special. It was mainly because sleeping in an enclosed trailer, nothing lavish or anything, but two buddies of yours and giggling and laughing and creating situations. And I'm laughing right now because I'm thinking back on the trip and having certain things of my buddies, um, making love to an air mattress, uh, by like just sleep dreaming or, uh, other situations that are absolutely hilarious that have nothing to do with writing that makes the trip. So, um, I won't mention who was, but it's hilarious. You're, you're the only one awake early in the morning and people are sleep talking and, and all kinds of stuff. And the next thing you know, you're giggling and you wake people up and then they're giggling and you just have great moments, right? So make sure you take your friends, your family and bring them into these trips. And that's what makes our sport so amazing and why this is a, a good thing to, to have, right? So, um, man, I forgot I think either it was your Judd Barlow or some other buddy, some other uh, elder, not elderly, sorry, Judd, but a more experienced person kind of gave me this tip, and I forgot to probably write down their stuff, but uh, their their tag, their user tag, like I did the others. But uh, <clears throat> this is a great tip, is always to check your vehicle and your trailers for anywhere um, for service or that, that's been needed before you go out on the trip. Nothing sucks worse than a trip ruined by like a truck malfunction or a trailer bearing like blowing up or prepare for extreme weather on both sides of the spectrum too. So if you do get stranded from a vehicle failure or a trailer failure, um, make sure that you are prepared for either cold weather, extreme cold weather, or extreme hot weather. You have water available, you have blankets available, you have... Um, everything that you need to either stay warm or stay hydrated or uh, be able to get out of the heat. So make sure you, you prepare for something like that. 
Um, previous trip of ours too, we blew out one tire on an, uh, a class A um, RV and then continue it on and then we blew another one like we blew i think three tires overall on that that son of a gun and situations like that you might miss your destination you might miss your race and all kinds of other stuff so having a a backup plan or checking for those those things before you get out can can really save your butt from getting stranded or causing a fire or whatever it may be right so with along with that is make sure you have a secondary plan. You need to make sure that in case tracks are closed, um, that you have a secondary plan of where you're going to be riding, or if a vehicle breaks down, that you have a secondary plan of getting to a mechanic shop or um, someone can is is behind you and can pick you up along the way or whatever it may be. You want to make sure that you have all the parties, whether you're taking multiple vehicles. You want to have all the parties' phone numbers. And then you want to know everybody's route planned out and know so that let's say you get separated and one vehicle gets stranded and you don't have cell phone service that that other vehicle is behind you at the same route or the same destination and can pass along and see oh no our our friends are stranded on the side if in case you don't have that cell phone service. So Make sure you have a secondary plan for situations like that. Um, you can really either save someone's life or you can um, save time and end your trip, right? So one thing that I always recommend to everybody is your idea notebook. I carry an idea notebook everywhere I go, whether it be work or something I'm passionate about. I have individual ones for different subjects and and, and everything right um carry these notebooks because like yes phones are great you can write all kinds of notes and digital but so much gets lost in the digital um aspect if you write it down you remember things a lot better you you create your organization structure a little bit more and you're using your brain right so we're making ourselves smarter you're you're making your uh, your handwriting better and you're putting your original thoughts and ideas on paper so carry this notebook and be able to write down some of these thoughts and ideas and keep track of it cuz you might have a great idea and you lose lose track of it and then you'll you'll never get it again phones and technology are great but there's so much gets lost like i said and uh, so much is gained with paper so a lot of good original i or or mental coaching has come from this uh doing this and everything um, i've helped myself come out of a lot of struggles a lot of heartaches a lot of everything just by talking and writing my thoughts out on paper um, or I've come up with a lot of gold money-making ideas that I've written down on paper to help suggest on this. Like we've already suggested those car wash. <laughs> this is uh, yeah. I want to talk about this subject too. We were giving a track um, person who works at the track um, at this suggestion. We were talking about the podcast, and we we suggested the the car wash, the bike wash stations at the track. And he starts popping off about how hard it is and we, we don't have typical weather like California does where it's 70 degrees all the time. We have freezing temperatures and how are we going to maintain from the pipes from freezing and everything. Well, if a car wash can do it, how can how is a bike wash different from a car wash? It's heated water. It's pressurized. It's exactly the same thing. It's just a vending machine size and it's a car wash. So don't come up, come at us with excuses and no's and all kinds of stuff and trying to be little ideas and saying they're not possible when it's extremely possible. And if a car wash can do it, I'm pretty sure a bike wash station is possible at the track. So if you don't want to earn more money at the track and bring in more revenue for yourself and you keep complaining that it's expensive to, to maintain a track and you don't want to take these additional revenue routes, that's very, very easy, then that's your own fault. But we're going to continue to give these ideas. Um, so uh, take that idea notebook and write down your ideas, right? So now that you know um, and you've heard this podcast and everything, 
um, of what to bring and what to, to make sure you, you bring. Think of think being light and efficient when you're heading out to the, your destination. Think about spots you can get full water for shower, for a trailer, getting your water and food and everything out there versus hauling it the full destination, being heavy and using more gas for your, your gas mileage. Think about right before you get to your, your camping destination to choose a Walmart there and to get all your stuff and load up with all your weight and bulk items there so you're saving and being more f- fuel efficient. So hopefully this podcast has helped you out. Um, we're still got a couple other statements. We are going to have our track secret of the week and the moto dad and mom tip of the week. And then we have a closing statement, but we've talked for quite a while. So let's with that idea notebook and the mental coaching and stuff, let's take a moment again from our word from our sponsors from original privateer and if go get you guys some, uh, apparel motocross apparel and look fly. Um, so Go check them out as well. And the Original Privateer. Thank you. Original Privateer represents the Privateer racer and the motocross action sport lifestyle. Dirt bikes, motocross, supercross, and free riding is our culture. We stand for a lifestyle that refuses to dwell in the common. There's more to these sports than the thrill. There's freedom, endurance, and the faith. Freedom in the risk endurance in the pain, and the faith in accepting the challenge. There is wisdom to be gained. Embrace it. Have faith over fear. In life, you cannot win the race by following. This is what we're made of. These are the codes that guide us and the passion that propels us. Thrill brings us together. Over the screaming of our engines, we can leave the noises of life behind. We ride. We are original privateer. T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and motocross and supercross apparel. Honoring the free souls, the risk takers, and the adventures. Alright, so our track improvement secret of the week is not too much of a secret, but it definitely is an improvement, and it's covered parking, right? So... I don't know if anybody or has gotten the chance to go out to Paris Raceway out at California, but they have night racing and everything, but they also have a big long stretch of covered open-ended, three open-sided, just all it is is a slanted roof, covered parking. This provides shade for everybody. Um, You can also, thinking more revenue, right? Um, there's going to be people who are going to pay for shaded parking, especially in the summer. We all fight over the trees and everything at Sterling and other tracks that have minimal trees like Millican back when we were racing there, um, or some of the other ones, right? So we, we all fight over shade. If we had some covered parking, which would be super easy for, to, to provide, you just make bay sections, um, with your supports and, have a certain shades for rigs you're not going to allow big rigs or anything it's going to be mostly for trucks vans and your smaller type uh of pit guys but it could also be for all the privateer moto van guys and everything and sell certain covered parking spots for twenty dollars for the race or whatever for the weekend for this covered parking spot and then guys can come in, unload their stuff, have the shade. They can either park in front of it um, and allow all the shade for their bikes or their like they would on a pop-up canopy, or they would park the rig under there and be able to have their vehicle shaded for their animals or to be able to get out of the sun. So it's another either revenue option or it's another just awesome um entity um, or amenity that we have at, at the track for people so it's not miserable and to bring people to your track. Um, like I said before, these aren't made for the RVs or the trailers. Um, during windy races and such or super hot races, this would provide shade and it would also provide a little bit of shelter from the wind and the dust. That's the biggest thing is getting away from the dust. Um, we have so many kids 
riding pit bikes or their their normal bikes or or whatever it is hauling butt through the pits when they could be riding out in the field or something and stirring up dust and covering everybody's stuff in their pits with dust this would be able to kind of mitigate some of that and provide you some shelter from it Uh, we already talked about providing the shade it would be awesome for the moto van thing where you just park your van underneath there you'd still be able to put your bike under the covered parking but you could keep your van nice and cool and your animals wouldn't have to be in a hot box Uh, like i said before too we would also not have to fight over shade um, and would be able to to have a little bit more self-made shade versus uh uh, because a lot of the tracks don't have trees like aztec has zero trees uh thunder valley has zero trees um pueblo has zero tree well they have some trees i guess around depending on where you park um and then jewel has trees but we don't race there and vmx has no trees so it'd just be nice to have some uh some homemade shade to get out of the out of the heated blistering sun so next segment is our moto mom and moto dad tip of the week uh got to keep both genders right because both parents do both um some situations there might only be one parent or (laughs) might be one gendered parent so keeping it open but for this tip of the week we want to say this comes from the arena crosses and just some of the witnessing with parents and everything right and the biggest tip we can give is to relax Take a deep breath. Parents get so intense and so defensive over their kid and overly proud and and worried about each little race and practice when the reality is it's big picture. This is enjoyment for your kid, enjoyment with you and your child. And this is mentally and physically building with your child, right? So take a deep breath, relax. If if success is going to come, it will come, right? Like you already know that you're doing the right path and and that success will come. Let them be kids and let them enjoy the moment. They're only going to have this once. They're not going to be the Deegans or or these little 10-year-old pros already making three figures or whatever. Those are extreme outlandish situations that the average person does not get you need to let them just relax and have a good time they're not going to be pros at that age i mean the tip once they hit the the 12 the to 16 or 18 you know that's when you can really drive down and start being a little bit more focused but just take a deep breath and don't don't scream, don't yell at every situation, or don't get upset when someone accidentally takes out your kid or something. It's just part of it. Um, your kid isn't the only one on the track as well, too. So um, make sure that you're allowing the other kids to have fun, too, and give not just screaming at people to give them space or whatever it may be, right? Um you and your child don't own the track. Mutual respect needs to uh, occur here, and the larger kids need to respect the 50cc track and ride pit bikes somewhere else. The The 50cc track is not the pit bike track where you go out there with your 110s or your Supa pit bikes and stuff, and you're riding in shorts and one helmet, and you're just hauling butt around and intimidating all these kids who are just trying to learn, trying to practice, and and everything. Kids get off of it. It's only for 50cc riders. It should be for your Cobras and for your shaft drive P-dubs, you know. Um, Stay the heck off of it. If your 50cc rider is the Cobra rider and he can be clearing large jumps out on the pro track, if they're in that class and they're riding the big track, they shouldn't be on the little track right now. They're past that stage. Let's give those little beginners some some room and, and some respect. It's very intimidating for a young four-year-old or a young child to go out there and 
and be happy and to enjoy it when someone is going extremely fast or um, riding very reckless, right? We, we haven't learned our, our respect or, or riding skills at that age yet to give people room or to not ride all squirrely. We haven't learned those, those skills yet. So if they are riding the big track, they have learned those and get them off of the, the, the 50 track. Those are for beginners, right? So that's the tip of the week is just to, to relax and take a deep breath and look at the overall picture of what this is about. We're not going to go pro from 50s. You may make Loretta's at 50s and everything, and then all of a sudden when they actually get to the age of professional racing, they might not be nearly as good. So all of that is wasted effort at the end of the day, right? So enjoy it, have fun, and build the base and the foundation of the the enjoyment of motocross is just my opinion right okay closing statement we're done we are at 52 minutes this is a very long-winded um but very good topic um and very good discussions and and suggestions um so go ahead and please share this episode uh so hopefully this podcast will remind you and help you from having a bad experience and we we protected you from having an awful dirt bike trip right remember injuries are common with this sport so enjoy the ride take your time enjoy the trip and try to stay safe so you can ride as much as possible at a new location you're not going to get that opportunity to ride at a a different state or a different track and you don't want to get hurt by like sending it the first two laps or something when you've never ridden this track you're not found the flow and you get hurt or something because you're trying to have a super extreme amount of time and you ruin your whole trip so just take a deep breath like we said in the previous one take that little kid advice and just try to enjoy the full amount of trip and stay safe and not get hurt so i hope you guys have fun uh, with the, all your upcoming trips, whether you're traveling out to the Loretta's uh, qualifiers or any of these spring or um, winter series races, uh, plan your trip. Hopefully nothing comes up where it's going to mess anything up for you guys. But thank you for listening. Please share this podcast with everybody who needs to be listening. Um, we need some more listeners and some growth. Uh, We have a ton of sponsors interested, uh, and we're going to continue to help make Colorado better. And um, we are starting to be more nitpicky about our sponsors and who are coming aboard because we have been getting just random kind of suggestions or um, ideas that people are, hey, I'll give you a couple shirts or something. If And no offense, I, I want I want to help the the state industry. I want to help those who are either have shops or um, have great ideas or have graphics or like I think Jeff is one person that we need. Maybe we could find investors or something um, and be able to help s- facilitate a lot of stuff down in Pueblo. I think. Honor Farm has extreme amounts of potential that if we could get some serious investors or or, um, wealthy investors who have some extra cash or something that maybe we can get them to invest for a night race series down in Pueblo I think is possible Um, and certain situations like that. So I'm – I. I didn't reach out to Jeff. Jeff reached out to me for FAF Graphics as a sponsor, and I am super, super happy because he runs um, Honor Farm or the, the, the Southern Colorado motocross track down in Pueblo. And if we can get some of the like the state legislation and if we can try to get some of the stuff down there, we could really revolutionize Colorado motocross and we could have a, a night race series down there because on Friday nights, I I didn't grow up in Pueblo, but when I graduated uh, high school, I worked on the GCC cement plant down there and I all my family's from Pueblo. So I spent a lot of time down there and uh, a lot of 
a lot of fun activities are down there in the summer. You can go to the drag races. They have Friday night drags um, at where we kind of race and everything. And then there's just the weather's perfect for that that time of year in the summer that we could have night races and it would still be very comfortable comparable to the, the California scene and everything. So I think there's a ton of potential there and I want to support that as much as possible. And Jeff is also supporting us as much as possible as well. He's helping out with... Uh, a showcase graphic set bike uh, uh, with a graphic set with the bikes and everything. And then all he's helping me out because I have no experience with motocross trophies. And uh, he's helping out with all this stuff um, that I have no idea about. Um, so if you want some really sick graphics, go to FAF, like we've said in the me- previous ads, and go check them out. And also, if you're in Pueblo, go check out Compact Auto. Um, if you need any vehicle work or something, they're going to take care of you. I took my van down there. Compact Auto is sponsoring us. Um, they love motorsports. They love, uh, motocross. Um, Rick Williams, the previous owner and Riley Williams, but Rick used to race, um, motocross as well. And he loves dirt bikes. So help those who help us and support those. So if you're in Pueblo and you need some vehicle work, go out to the the county and go see Compact Auto and they'll they'll take care of you. Um, Other than that, we're going to keep on trying with this podcast over the years of just we're going to keep on doing it and we're going to make Colorado better. And hopefully we can have a night series Uh, going along with that. Jeff is supporting us. We're going to have a limbo competition lowest man wins let's see who can drag bars so at pueblo we have some other sponsors who are giving us some uh handouts as their sponsorship some like three hundred dollars in goods and sports and nutrition uh and and products and stuff so we're going to give those out in the the limbo competition there's also like a five hundred dollar um nutritional program for those um that we'll probably give out that for the uh, the limbo competition there's going to be a big bike and a little bike um, because i don't think little bikes should be able to compete with the big bikes same vice versa um so we're going to see who can get low and who can drag bars and go under the the typical um, limbo bar and that's going to be happening at the shootout at the pueblo race so thank you jeff for for helping out and reaching out to us and supporting that um, also, I want to let everybody know that none of our sponsors we reached out to um, and asked for support, all of them have came to us first and asked to support us. So that is how huge and how critical these sponsors are for supporting you as well. So go to Applied uh, Technology Suspension and go get your suspension done with them. Um, because we gave you the code RMRR2020 for that discount code with them. Go to FAF Graphics for your graphics needs and everything. Go get your bike looking fresh before the season. Get your, your fresh graphic sets with FAF. And then if you have any excavation or dirt work needs or anything, go to GoX Services, Compact Auto for your, your, your vehicle repairs, and uh, fixed T products for some of the the uh, your T handles and tools and such. So there we go, guys. We're at an hour. Thank you for listening. Our next episode is going to be um, how to save the local motocross sh- shop from the internet. This is going to be another one of those episodes that you're going to want to share with all the industry members because there's some really, really, really good um, money-making um, I- business ideas. And those people, you're going to want to go buy your parts from too if they start listening to us and step it up, which performance cycle. Um, I usually typically don't mention people who haven't officially sponsored us, but performance cycle um, is actually really going to try to help us out and uh, and they're overlooking the sponsorship agreement now but i have a lot of ideas with christian because christian is a very passionate person with just motocross and being a passionate parts per uh parts uh sales associate as well 
Um, he's very knowledgeable on his stuff, and there's a reason why he's so good at, at performance cycle, and there's a reason why I go there to buy my stuff. So thank you for listening. We're going to add a little tune at the end, and uh, that will be this episode. Um, thank you, and stay tuned for the next one. We'll release it right away. All right, bye.